0: Welcome to the Fill the Funnel podcast with Jeff Swan and Tom Slocum. We're here to help you crush your targets with tactical tips and insights you can act on today. Don't have a fancy tech stack, a big budget, or even a huge team to lean on? Well, it's time to get that solved today with FTF Fridays.
1: Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Fill the Funnel. You have your host, myself, Tom Slocum, and my best co-host ever, Jeff Swan, (laughs) Woo. <laughs> and we have a very special guest joining us, a good, dear friend of mine, Mr. John C. Lee. He's helping us today talk a little bit about triggering your buyer. So we're to start off with welcoming you, John, and talk, kind of give us a little bit of an intro. Introduce yourself to our audience.
2: Yeah. Hey, everyone. Nice to be here. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Tommy. John Seelig, if you go check me out on LinkedIn, I'm half sales guy, half stand-up, all parental disappointments, and uh, I spent about a dozen years in sales, and uh, uh, that was just a really well-paid internship for a career in mainly unpaid stand-up comedy, but uh, I've, done, I've done clubs, I've done little festivals, I've even ended up on The Daily Show when they filmed something in Montreal, and what no. I do is I work with sales teams because uh, there's a ton of parallels, between sales and stand-up, and as a result, I help sales teams approach their buyers through the lens of a comedian. So how do we better know our audience? Uh, how do we be relevant and relatable to them and then create messaging that's memorable, relevant, and and our buy- it gets our buyer going, man, that's that's funny because it's true. We're struggling with that right now. I call it roasting your prospect's pain.
0: <laughs> roasting. I love it. Yeah, and John, you just mentioned something. So you're a fellow Canuck, is that right? Indeed. All right, on so you represent the East Coast over there in Montreal. Awesome, absolutely.
2: The rivalry lives on, West Coast boy.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love it.
1: So, John, what kind of aspired this for you, and really, what did you, you know, how did you find this lane for yourself?
2: Uh, so, like I said, I, I sold technology for a dozen years. I started doing comedy, and I just kept going with it. I just became very addicted to the process, and people said to me, uh, "It's so great." you know, that you're pursuing your passion. And like, to be clear, guys, my passion isn't comedy. It's never selling software again. No disrespect <laughs> to you guys or to anyone on this call. I just kind of knew I didn't want to do it the rest of my life. I'm a little too creative and a little too independent minded. I learned so much. I started my career at Oracle. Um, and I like I said, the first time I walked down on stage, I felt like I was presenting. I did, I did cold calling. I did inside sales. I did field sales. The first time I walked on stage... Uh, even as part of like this comedy class I was in, nobody really wants to listen to anyone else because they're all there for themselves. Everyone's yeah. arms are folded, and I felt <laughs> like I felt like I was the third vendor um, in a in a three way battle where the 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 the, the 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 audience members of the buying committee, and they already know who they're buying. They have their arms folded, and I realized, oh my god. I got to get them to open their arms and lean in and unfold their, unfold their arms and lean in just like I used to do when I was selling uh, Oracle solutions and get them to like me like really quickly and be as relevant and memorable to them so that they don't go like, man, this was a giant waste of time, right? Like you want them to feel like they had a great experience with you, that you know your stuff and that that, that you're saying things that are important to them. So really early on, I just saw tons of parallels between sales and standup and uh, just put myself out there. I'd created a presentation once upon a time on how speakers or presenters can use humor to really relate to, uh, relate to and connect with their audience. And I applied it to sales because of all those, um, uh, just a ton of similarities between sales and stand-up.
0: You know, John, um, we are talking about triggering your buyer and what you just triggered for me was a time where I actually had to present my presentation with five other vendors, so five competing vendors, in front of 30 psychiatrists. Um, I can tell you, bomb, bomb, bomb. There was nothing I was doing to be successful that day. I just was so intimidated that all of my best competitors are there I'm talking to psychiatrists. Every single thing I knew, all my instincts were just gone. So, yeah. Right. So thanks for triggering that, John. Appreciate it. <laughs> for a little
2: PTSD never hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, so for our audience here, John, how how can a sales development rep and a, people that are out there outbounding, Within that first 30 seconds, be triggering an emotion with their buyer versus the typical way of cold calling. Hi, my name is. Hey, we do this. Right. What are some ways that we, you know, some tips
2: for people to start exploring creating an emotional response with their buyers? So good jokes. They're like one or two sentences. There's a setup which offers some context and some information that builds expectations in the listener's mind. And then there's, there's a punchline which comes along and subverts the expectations. And the best jokes, the kind that, that I like to help uh, um, salespeople write, kind of paint pictures about what sucks uh, for the buyer, right? So, for example, all the jokes that, that come out of my workshops need to be explained to guys like you because they're not written for you. They're not written for anyone listening. So I'll give you a great example. Uh, I worked with a company called Event Moby. And they do apps for conferences. And so one of the struggles that conference planners have is they got to print off agendas for conferences. And then a lot of them get left around the conference hall when it's on a global pandemic. They have to dispose of them. That's a big cost to print and to dispose of. And the joke these guys wrote is uh, the biggest challenge with printing off programs for your next conference is finding a big enough recycling bin to put them in. Love it. All right. So it's just, so you're feeding. So, so if you were cold calling, you're like, Hey, I speak with a lot of event planners just like you. They all tell me they're struggling with the, with the cost and effort associated with printing programs and then just come in sort of, sort of retell the joke after that first, the, after that first bit, because there's a relevancy there. You're demonstrating, right. look, I know your job. I know you struggle with the problem or. People like you struggle with this problem, and if you can, if you can paint that picture of them having to find that big enough recycling bin and you know carting over all those discarded programs, the buyer goes, "Man, that does suck." I kind of hate after every conference we produce that we have to go do all that. And You're right. Is there a better way? Like, you know, that that's funny because it's true. I'm, I'm I'm glad you you told me that little uh, that little opener.
1: I think you make a great point. Right? It's funny because it's relevant. Right. That's when you laugh at a joke because it connects with you. Right. It makes you laugh at it um, and it's relevant. So a lot of times you've got to find that, that underlying punchline that makes sense to them, um, you know, to get them triggered.
2: Yeah. And coming back to, to Jeff's question about emotions, um, all the jokes that, that come, come out of my workshop are meant to play on something that either the buyer struggles with, is frustrated with, absolutely hates or is afraid of. So, mm-hmm. so you're, you're ultimately like, why do we lead with pain? Because pain sucks. Pain, highlight, pain highlights a problem. And if they laugh, that's the trigger. They're just like, man, that's literally, like I said before, it's funny. Cause it's true. You're showing yeah. empathy. And I know that if you're selling, let's say it depends on who you're selling to, but let's say you're calling director levels or even VP levels because um, you need to find that champion, if you trigger them about a problem that's been going on in that company that they're very aware of, they will be your new best friend and they will try and work with you to understand what you have to offer and then maybe help work with you to, to you know, sell the, the C-level person or, or, the, uh, or a buying team on, on your value because you formed this instant connection with them. And you've cut yeah. through the noise. You haven't asked them for X amount of seconds to talk. You just get to it and and you elicit an emotional reaction from them.
0: It's just you stand out, right? Like it's something that they're seeing all these same things in their inbox. They're hearing the same things on their cold calls. When you start with a joke like that or like one of my colleagues, uh, Dale Dupree, he's known as the copy warrior. He actually sends people like a fake brick. Yep, I'm sure you probably heard of it. And so what? It, and then it says like, use this uh, to fix your copier or something like that, right? Yep. And and the whole concept here is that it stands out so much more than here's a flyer that says all the reasons why I'm really good for your company.
2: Absolutely, you're memorable, and if you write the right the right joke, you will be one of a kind. Um, because these aren't jokes that you could tell at parties and get yep. uh, random strangers laughing. They're strictly written for your, your prospecting purposes and to, to be that pattern interrupt. Um, I, I did a, I did a class with some individual SDRs when, uh, when the pandemic first struck and I said to them on the first class, introduce yourself, tell me your name, your company. Uh, and what's your opener, your cold opener, seven out of eight of them all had the, my name is, mm, I'm with X. Can I have 27 seconds of your time? To tell you why I called and I'm like, everyone thinks that's a pattern interrupt. That's the pattern.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. What do you say all the time, Jeff, when it becomes the best practice?
0: It's not it's not it's not gonna work anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, not, it's a best practice, right? It's not a it's not that's why it's a best practice, because it worked, it had its moment. So John, for people that aren't completely funny or have that knack. What's a way that you would get them going that you could share with our audience just one or two tidbits that could get their gears rolling on on how to assess, you know, hey, my persona has a problem. What steps can I take to turn that into some context of a joke?
2: Yeah. um, Hmm. It's a tough question because that's literally what what I get paid to do with workshops. Uh, (laughs) But I'll, but I'll try I'll try and like talk Tell about the don'ts. Tell the don'ts, what not
1: to do, what are some yeah. things we shouldn't be doing as we attempt this?
2: Well, definitely you shouldn't ever bring in religion, sex, politics, uh, gender, uh, anything that might offend a buyer. Just steer clear. That is for sure. But again, I think the goal is to paint a picture for your buyer of what it is that sucks for them, which, oh, it just so happens you have the answer to. You have the solution for that problem. Just bringing it to light through making a good comparison. Like a lot of jokes are comparing their analogies. They compare one thing to another. So my go-to joke, which has built my business, is, uh, hey, hey, Jeff, or hey, Tommy, this is John. We've never spoken before, so this call will be like a craft beer. Unique, refreshing, and ice cold.
1: Oh. Write that one down, y'all. That was a good
2: one. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. You guys can totally use it. I don't mind. But you will still be at ground zero from a credibility perspective. You'll get them laughing, but great. Okay, like you still got to get them on board with your value to them. Whereas if you can write a cold joke triggering on, uh, I don't know what makes, I'm going to give people a hint here. If people uh, like where I'm going with this, maybe they can just reach out. But, um, you know, whether we're stressed out about something, whether we're anxious, whether we, uh, we, we there's something that negative that happens to us, um, there's a way to turn that into your unique cold opener. Um, and and tr- which triggers those emotions or maybe emotions of stakeholders. And again, paints that picture, demonstrates our relevance. So again, you guys can use the joke, but if, you, if, 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 if your job isn't to make CROs laugh or, get, or demonstrate how humor can be used in cold outreach the way I am, uh, it's not going to build your credibility. That joke wins me business because I demonstrate my credibility as a guy who can make someone laugh within the first 15 seconds of them answering the call. So people can use that. They can take it. It's not the first time I've mentioned on a podcast, but you're still going to be a ground zero from a credibility perspective. To, with, you haven't slid in any subject matter expertise into the opener, and there's a simple way to do that.
0: Hmm. There's a simple way. This is the teaser, John. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's this is where you're, te- you're going to tell us now, right?
2: You uh, I, I know what, I want <laughs> Screw it. Let's just give away the farm. Um, let's <laughs> Let's just put it all out there. Let's start a revolution right here, right now, boys. Um, I want two listeners out there. Yes. <laughs> how about this? When you are nervous, you have cold what? Feet. Yep. There's another one out there, but we'll leave it at that. I'm going to let people think about cold feet and what gives their buyers cold feet and how that tie back to how you can help them?
1: Love that, love that. That is a great nugget to take. Um, get your gears rolling, right? You can really assess that. What is that pain, right? It's like when you do LinkedIn content and you're out there, you know, building a brand and things. It's it's that emotional hook, right? Learning really, even in your messaging, right? Jeff and I talk about this in emailing all the time. And what is that reason you're reaching out? What is the real hook to that engagement? And then you're going to lead to that story. Then you're going to lead to that call to action. But within that first few seconds, you have to create an emotional response in people. What do you want them to feel while you're on the phone with them? You know, and, and help them understand that you're empathizing with them, you're relevant to their problem, and you're like, hey, I get it. You know, putting all those printed agendas, there's not a big enough recycle bin in the world for that, right? You make yeah. them laugh, they get it, they're like, oh, you get it. And you're like, well, hey, listen, I got a better option for you real quick. This is what we can do to help you. I have found the world's largest recycle bin. Right. And you kind of make that story go. And now you sit there and talk for
0: five minutes.
2: You are a great yeah. pupil, Tommy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. it. There's there's also something, too, is that like one of the things that I teach people with when it comes to emails is that to answer a burning question, you know, they have. Right. So you can do that through humor. Obviously, John, you've you've noted a couple points of how you can actually use humor to do that. Is that when I'm thinking about it, why do I have cold feet? (laughs) Why do I why am I scared to pick up the phone? Right. You answer a burning question and you get their attention right away. If you can do that through humor and you're golden.
2: (laughs) Can I add something in here? Even if yeah. joke – like joke writing, it's, there's a structure to it. There's a process. But I, yeah. I think the bigger message that people need to start taking away is pretend you are the stand-up comedian and you need to be relevant to a full – like a full room of your buyers. Yeah, They all have just one or two things in common and there's only a couple of th- reasons why they would care about you. Like you right. have one or two things you, you have only a little sliver of relevance to them. Right. So, you know, my expression is most sales pros sell stuff they've never used to people whose jobs they've never had in industries they've never worked. And if you're looking, if you're looking to just better understand your buyers, it's just important to like, like map out everything about your buyer. What are they trying to achieve? What are the problems that they struggle with? Uh, How does each of those problems trigger their emotions? Which of those problems or roadblocks can you remove for them? How will it change their emotions? And then let's talk about also the impacts of not solving those problems and how those impacts trigger not just their emotions, but their stakeholders' emotions. So capturing all this subject matter expertise... Um, is, and just, you know, instead of just saying, Hey, we help save you time and money, start to unpack the, why do we save you time and money? Can you explain that? Can you explain like what the problem is doing, um, from like sort of a ripple effect perspective on route to, to that time and money and those, those early on that understanding of the process early on from the problem on route to the money and time loss, if you can, even just master those. And all, like That's going to help you demonstrate that like to your buyer, uh, I, I'm more consultative. I understand these issues. And if you could bake them into a joke, even better. So I guess what I'm trying to say through a bit of a ramble. <laughs> thank you. Got the laugh that I was looking for. Um, the process <laughs> of writing jokes just helps us understand who our audience is, uh, helps us uh, demonstrate our relevance and unpack our relevance to them. And it just helps us paraphrase and find simpler ways to say things. And if we get great jokes that we can use, as we've described, even better. What
1: a great way to end uh, this episode. This was phenomenal, John. And we just talked about this last week on who are you targeting, right? And paying attention to the difference between an ideal customer profile and a target customer profile and knowing the buyer personas, know the triggers. That is your content. If you can really get to the root and really map out your personas down to the nitty gritty, then you can find those moments where you can hit them with that punchline and hit them with that real relevant joke because you get it, because you've spent this time understanding and absorbing who they are. So, Jeff, you want to uh, wrap it up here and, and send us off?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So just a recap and John hope, hope I did this well, but um, if I can recap everything you're saying essentially to trigger your buyer, it's to know your buyer, know their emotions, know their motivations, what's holding them back from reaching their goals, understand what emotions are triggered by these roadblocks, and then write your messaging, whether you use humor or not, write your messaging to trigger those emotions, and you're going to have a captive audience that's going to want to hear what
2: you have to say. I like, I like how you phrase it. Great job.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having, uh, for, for being here, John. It's been great having you, man. Thank you for having me guys. Thank you. Awesome. So yeah. Happy hunting, everybody. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of fill the funnel podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite platform, give us reviews and tell all your friends about us till next time. Happy hunting.